you want to make sure that you do a self-assessment. And that's what I tell everybody that I meet. You know, credit, repairing your credit um, and getting your finances back on track is just not about going to a company and having them do the work for you. It's really about you assessing some of your money management um some of your money management problems and things of that nature, and then you got to rectify the problem that actually puts you in a um, position to have bad credit. Um, so that is the biggest thing. Just looking in the mirror, just understanding that. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Good Credit, great life. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our Posh Facts Atlanta Retreat is happening August 31st, 2019 through September 1st, 2019. Come out and learn how to get crystal clear on how to scale your business. We will have social media workshops, brand strategy sessions, affirmation and manifestation sessions, and to close brunch at one of the hottest spots in downtown Atlanta. As we all know, if you think credit repair is expensive, try buying something with bad credit. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the importance of credit. It is very important to explore all options available to you when it comes to major purchases and everyday expenses. Luckily for us today, guys, instead of having to figure it out ourselves, I have a good friend, Garnett, here today who's going to discuss all things credit. Hello, G, and thank you so much for being a part of today's episode. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? I am well. I'm super happy to have you here today because I think this conversation is super important because it is where that people, you know, actually like to talk about money. So Absolutely. I'm glad to have you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So um, before we get started, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and how you got into credit repair? All right. So a um, little bit about me. I've uh, been in this industry for about um, a year and a half now, and uh, you know, came from you know, kind of grew up across the tracks. You know, like like a lot of us grew up, uh, unfortunately, under parents who weren't taught the finance, um, important finances, and you know what you do with good credit and things of that nature, and how you're supposed to live your life once you become an adult. So, um, me growing up in my 20s, I'm in my early 30s now. Uh, made some bad decisions like everybody else, but hey, we're human. It happens. I uh, went through a number of things, everything from bankruptcy to medical bills. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but luckily, you know, I got blessed and ran across this company about a year and a half ago. Um, started as a client, actually. You know, I didn't start, um, I wasn't helping any people with their credit at first, uh, but I started as a client because I needed the services, and, man, got blessed. In less than six months, I was able to, uh, the company was able to help me raise my credit score over 200 points. Um, and I was actually able to uh, refinance my car and pay it off early. So that's pretty much my story, man. When that happened, um, I, I looked at this, uh, looked at finances in a different way, um, and I started started helping my family members and things of that nature. And then, you know, um, just took it really serious. So now I'm, I've helped over 40 people um, get their credit to where it needs to be. And uh, you know, because a lot of people, man don't even understand you maybe one or two steps away from buying a new home or purchasing a new car. So this is what I love to do, very passionate about it because I'm a victim of bad credit, and um, that's how I got started. 
Yeah, that is super amazing. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people, especially when it's hard to filter through the noise, um, people feel like, you know, well, what exactly is the importance of credit? So can you explain to us, like, the benefits of having established or, you know, good credit? Absolutely, man. Uh, credit rules the nation. You know, I know back in the days when we was coming up, our uh, cash is, we used to say cash is king, but not anymore. I mean, everything from your auto insurance um, to all the way from, I mean, your cable bill, anything that you apply for these days, unfortunately, your credit score is going to be ran, and you want to make sure that you're in a good position uh, to get some of those low interest rates because um, a lot of times at the end of the month when we're looking at our bank account, we're wondering what's going on. It's probably because of your bad credit a lot of times. Um, but, you know, basically in America, man, we're, we're running off of credit. Anything that you want to do to get to the next level financially is going to um, at some point involve um, your credit. So I tell people, you know, um, establishing a good credit score is actually taking your first step towards your first million dollars. So, I mean, it's very vital um, that not only you get your credit score where it needs to be, but, you know, one, one day when you have a family and you have kids, you want to be able to put them in the same position. So um, yeah. it's pretty much our lifelines at the time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, I mean, even with that being said, when a person is, you know, even checking their credit score, would you recommend um, Credit Karma being, like, an accurate number to um, look at? If not, like, what would be the best option to get that, you know, accuracy with knowing what your credit score really stands? Because I know a lot of people tell you, don't look at Credit Karma because it may be 30 points off. So what would be your suggestion for something like that? Absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm a big believer at going straight to the source. Uh, I'm not saying don't look at credit karma because you all, you always need to have visibility on what's going on with your credit score um, and your credit report regardless of what uh, what tool that you're, you're utilizing at the time. So, you know, I wouldn't throw credit karma completely out the way, but, you know, sometimes credit karma is inaccurate. Uh, so if it was me, uh, like I got about three banks that I'm associated with and all three of them offer uh, free credit reports. So, I mean, I encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast, man, like if you're in a situation where, you know, credit karma is not giving you everything that you need or you want to be, you know, uh, you want to be very accurate when it comes to looking at your credit report, partner with your bank. Let them know, hey, listen, man, I would love to take advantage of getting a free credit report. Um, even if you have to pay about $20, you want to make sure that you get all of those accounts so you know where you stand. So, yeah, go straight to the bank if you have one and uh, go straight to the source, and then you'll definitely get a, a very accurate um snapshot of your credit report. Yeah. So how many times would you su- would you su- suggest that someone should pull their credit report? Mm-hmm. Like how, Say, how often? Oh, so how often? I mean, uh, I'm a little anal about mine. Um, I look at my credit report about once a month, you okay. know, and, and um, here's a disclaimer. You do your credit score. Your credit score is not going to be affected by you actually looking at your credit. A lot of people are, uh, let me de- 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 let me uh, get that myth out the way. A lot of people think when they check their actual credit report that it's an actual inquiry um, and it's actually going to have a negative impact, and it's not. You can check your credit report 30 times a year if you want, and there should be no impact to your credit report. So I check mine once a month. Um, if, you, if you're in a situation where you got bad credit, you kind of want to check it while, especially when you, you, you're getting in the process of trying to clean that thing up, you want to make sure you check it once a week. Because credit scores aren't perfect and they go up and down because um, of so many Americans and so many accounts out there and lenders, um, they're always either um, either adding things to your credit report 
or things are falling off. So you just want to know your status. That's all. It's about once a yeah. week. Definitely, definitely. I love it. Now, what have you found to be the hardest thing for people to get over when it comes to fixing their credit? Ooh. Um, there's a lot of things out there. Uh, the hardest thing, uh, probably bankruptcy. Um, I actually filed for bankruptcy. I filed for Chapter Seven. This may have been like I think about nine or ten years ago. Um, gotten some, uh, gotten some debt, and just couldn't pay it off. And uh, bankruptcy is one of the things that will literally tear your credit apart. And um, I've dealt with a lot of people with, you know, foreclosures and things of that nature. But it's something about that bankruptcy, you know, being that it's a public um, judgment, it kind of lingers on your credit for seven years. But um, through our services, um, I haven't had a client yet that we haven't been able to work with and actually get that removed. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't come off right away. It may not come out in, you know, it may not come off the first round, um, but eventually, you know, that, that bankruptcy will come up off of the, uh, at the end of the day. But that's the, that's the most challenging one. Um, but it just really depends on, you know, the customer, the client, what they have on their credit report. But somebody yeah. else may be good. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, what, what would you say would be some good first steps for someone who is trying to fix their credit? You know, um, I know a lot of our listeners have, well, I ask questions, you know, like what would they like to hear? And, you know, some people just feel like it's impossible to fix their credit. Like they feel like they're too far in, you know, to debt. The score is, you know, really, really low. So, for someone right. who's trying to take that first step to turn things around, um, what would be your suggestion for that? Uh, so um, here's how here how here's how credit works. First of all, you want to make sure you get a, a accurate snapshot, excuse me, um, of your credit report. You want to be able to look and see what kind you know what's the damage. You know what who do I owe? How much debt am I in? Um, how old are the accounts? So you want to look at your credit report. And for some people, that's hard. People don't really want to face the music. But that's the first step for you to be able to get that thing cleaned up and get back on track. Um, and then once you do that, you want to make sure that you do a self-assessment. And that's what I tell everybody that I meet. You know, credit, repairing your credit um, and getting your finances back on track is just not about going to a company and having them do the work for you. It's really about you assessing some of your money management um, some of your money management problems and things of that nature, and then you got to rectify the problem that actually puts you in a um, position to have bad credit. Um, so that is the biggest thing, just looking in the mirror, just understanding that nobody's perfect, um, and, and, and understanding that when you're going through um, any restoration process or you're trying to clean up your finances, you got to understand that you got to diagnose the problem and just look at it, and, um, you know, you got to work on some of those things. A lot of people go to credit repair companies and things of that nature, um, get their score boosted, but three to six months down the line, they never got educated, and they never, uh, they never got, got rid of some of those bad habits, and they end up right back where they started. So that's the first thing that I would do is actually get a, a copy of my uh, credit report. And the second thing, just take a look in the mirror, man, and, you know, clean up some of those bad habits. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because no use of fixing credit just to end up right back where you started. So definitely agree on getting educated um, about credit in general. Now, I know we shouldn't be addressing this. However, a lot of people can feel like credit repair is a scam. Can you please clear this up for our listeners? All right. Yeah, I get that question 
probably every single day. Uh, even clients that I've had, they've hired me and I've came on came aboard. Uh, they've all asked me the same thing. And I think what it is that the market, uh, sometimes we feel like the market is saturated. And um, you do got some companies out there that may be, you know, uh, doing some things that they don't have any business doing. Um, but um, credit repair is not a, it's not a scam. You just got to be smart. It's just like going to a car lot and buying a car. You know, uh, sometimes you can buy what they call a limit. Um, we have that limit law here in Georgia. And really, you know, when you think about it, it's nobody's fault but the, with the clients because you didn't do the research that you needed to make sure that everything is verifiable with either this vehicle or, or whatever the case may be. So if you're going to go to a credit repair company um, and you're serious about your credit, make sure that it's a company that's verifiable. Make sure they've been around for a long time. You know, look at the Better Business Bureau. Make sure that they, they have a good score. You know, I tell people to do that with any business that they're about to um, spend any money with or invest in because, you know, when you look at it, you want to make sure that, I mean, it's like you're going to a restaurant. I'm not going to sit down with my family at a restaurant um, and eat at a restaurant that has a score of a C+. Plus. That's not good enough for me. That's not safe. So nor would I go to a credit repair company that either I can't find you on a better business bureau site so I can verify what you got going on or you have a low score. So it's just been, you know, everything's not a scam. Um, there's, some, there's some companies out there that are, are really good. I feel like we are the best, but not to knock anybody else. Um, but just make sure you just verify, man, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, um, how can a person with no credit establish credit? With no credit, established credit, man, the easiest way is to get a credit card. Um, and when you have no credit, I had to start off with a secured credit card. And basically what you do, you take a couple hundred dollars, depending on what lender or what bank you're dealing with, uh, whatever their minimum balance is, you take your own money, um, and you basically use that as a line of credit. That's the easiest way to establish credit. Now, when you do that um, and you have no credit, you've got to understand that everything you do, every move you make is going to be very vital because you don't have um, any cushion on your credit just yet. So you want to make sure that you're just keeping that, keeping that credit card balance under 30% and making sure that you're just being responsible. But that's the, that's the I tell everybody that. If you don't have a credit card, um, even if you've had them in the past, man, you've got to get in the game because that's going to really um, – it's going to really solidify what you're trying to do with your credit. It just holds and has a little bit more weight to it when it comes to your credit report. So, yeah, if you're trying to, if you have no credit, get your secured card to start off with, and I promise you, if you treat that thing the right way, you'll have a perfect credit score in no time. Oh, that is excellent. That is um, good to know because a lot of people really don't know where to start, and it's a lot of things like, you know, I know for myself, just being transparent, I didn't have credit cards. I had student loans. And mm -hmm. I'm like, why is my score, you know, not where it's supposed to be? But the moment that I got a credit card, it was like it was a game changer. So I definitely, for those who don't have any credit, you know, no student loans, um, I'm glad that you were able to provide them with that information because they don't know where to start or, you know, how to establish credit. Now, I know you mentioned um, you should keep your usage under 30%. Um, are there any other rules that, you know, are associated with credit usage? I mean, it is. It just depends on what the situation is. Um, that you're facing, um, but credit really ain't as hard as we think it is. It's just basically being responsible. I mean, just to be totally honest, to put it all right. in 
Um, just paying your bills on time will keep you out of the fire. Just point blank period. And not tacking on too much debt. You right. Know, excuse me, the same car I told you I was able to refinance when I first got that car and had terrible credit. I had like a 507 or something like that. My interest rate was 25%. I paid almost $35,000 for that car. Oh my and it was like $22,000, but that's because you, I had, you know, I had bad credit. So that, so at the end of the day, um, I made money, but I didn't realize that, hey, listen, this $565 note is more than you think it is. And once it got, you know, once, um, I mean, once you lock in that contract, you know, it is what it is. And that's how a lot of people get messed up when it comes to their credit because what they'll, they'll kind of take on too much debt. And at the time, you know, especially when you get your taxes, you got a few thousand dollars in the bank, it feels like, you know what, I'll be all right. But what's going to happen six months down the line? This may actually be too much debt for you. And, and it's like, and it's a spiraling thing from there. It's, just, it's like a domino effect. You know, your car ain't up getting repossessed because you can't pay some of your other bills. And because you had this car, some of your other bills was late. So now that's on your credit as well. So just making sure you watch your debt, man. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, if you can't afford a car note right now, don't get one. You know, right. just be smart. And um, I would, I, I tell people all the time, go for broke when it comes to your payments. Pay yourself yeah. all the time. I don't care if you're not going to have any money in your pocket, but you don't want to establish um, or go in the wrong direction with your credit because it'll bite you in the end. So that's it. Yeah, definitely. So um, for someone with bad credit, how can they reestablish their credit. Um, what are some steps they can start to take? I know credit cards was one of them, the secured credit cards, but is it something else um, like paying down other than how can they start to, you know, get on the other side? All right, so what a lot of people like to do is they like to, uh, and I was taught this too when I was young, but, but again, it's because we're in that poverty mindset and the people that we're learning from, they may not necessarily know everything about credit or what you're supposed to do. So I've seen so many people either pay something off of their credit report, you know, they, 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 they call the account, whoever, the lender, whatever the case may be, they pay it, and then it never gets removed. And that's because they didn't do a pay for deletion. Um, and I, I won't go into detail about that today, but you got to make sure that before you hand your money over to anybody that's on your credit report, you got to make sure that they are consenting to, hey, listen, you have 30 days to pay this off. That's basically what pay deletion is. Um, another thing that we like to do is reduce the debt. Like, I'm going I'm to pay it. I'm going to try to settle it. They're going to settle for half of the debt, and we pay it, but what we don't realize that it's still not going to come off your credit report. It's, it's going to be – it's going to report as paid or settled, but it's still going to be negatively impacting your credit score because it's still on your credit report. Right. Uh, so I always tell people, man, if you listen, if you're in a situation you got bad credit, you're trying to get back on track, man, let the professionals do it. Team, team up with a credit repair company um, that's, that's, that has proven results, you know, so it's not a scam, um, and let them do the work and, and actually learn something about credit because, like I said, if you go through a credit repair company or a credit restoration company and you, and, and the, and you get results, if you haven't learned anything or learned your lesson, then you're going to be right back where you started at the end of the day. So let the professionals have to learn. Yeah, I definitely I love it. I love it. So, I mean, I have this question. Um, I'm just mm-hmm. curious about your response. Credit versus cash, like, what do you feel like is appropriate to use with credit, and what's appropriate to use with cash? What's appropriate? Yeah. So should people, like, 
use cash for like certain bills and credit for, you know, maybe house notes, like what would be the best benefit in using um because I know some people have said like, you know, pay all your bills with their credit card, then pay it back, um, before the due date. So I just kinda wanna know like your thoughts on, you know, the credit versus cash rule. Well, so I'm a little bit different than everybody. I think that's that's a question that's going to vary between, you know, just depending on who the person is. Because some people are a little bit better with their cash flow than somebody with their credit. I'm a little bit better with my credit than my cash flow. For some reason, you know, cash, I just, it just flies out of my pocket. Right. So I keep credit, my credit right. So um, my thing is this. I think that you have a bigger reward with um, – with credit, and here's why: if you you're not going to start off like that because when you have bad credit and you you're trying to reestablish your credit, your credit limit, your credit card limits and loans or whatever you have, whatever line of credit you have, aren't going to be big. So you're not going to be able to pay your rent and things of that nature because you're going to be way past the utilization. But um, what I always tell people to do is, if you can pay a little bill here and there, maybe you start off just getting some gas every month, things of that nature, versus you using your cash. If you get a credit card that has reward points, you can actually get free money back at the end of the month or whatever the case may be because every time you make a purchase on this credit card, you're stacking up reward points. And that's just a very small example of how you use um, your credit or money to actually make you money. So you're, you're going to purchase these things anyway. You can use your debit card or you can use your credit card. But if your credit card, um, if it's not going to go over the 30%, and you're going to get the reward points for it, I would always use my credit card, always. And just pay. And you're actually going to help yourself at the end of the day because by you having um, um, taken care of this credit card, taking care of your credit, you're going to get a bigger credit line, which is going to be, uh, which is actually going to put you in a better situation at the end of the day. Your debit card, you know, the bank's not going to call you like, hey, we dropped $500 more into your bank account. Just because you've been, <laughs> that's because you've been putting, you know, depositing the money into your account. Right. So if you can use your credit card, or if you can use your credit or utilize credit, I would do that because at the end of the day, your credit is going to continue to grow. It's not a lot of people I know with a million dollars in the bank, but I know a lot of people with an eight hundred credit score. So, to me, credit is king. You have given such great information, like. This is so informative. So, I mean, I just want to know, like, if you have any programs available for those who are interested in getting started or how can they sign up and get connected to you um, just to get more information if they have any other outside questions. Because I know, you know, you gave us a high-level overview, but I understand, you know, what credit is depending on the person's situation. So um, how can they connect with you? for questions or programs or just start to get the credit fixed? Um, absolutely. Uh, I, most of my clients, I utilize uh, the platform Instagram. So um, you can definitely follow me on Instagram at I am um, Garnett Davis, G-A-R-N-E-T-T-D-A-V-I-S. Again, that is I am Garnett Davis at, um, on IG. You can follow me, and um, I can connect with, with whoever um, it may be. Um, and if you're on Facebook, Facebook is another uh, platform that I love to use because I can actually interact with some of my clients. And it's actually Mr. Garnett Davis. So it's Facebook.com uh, slash Mr. Garnett Davis. Um, and, yeah, reach out to me. You got bad credit? Hey, let's link up. Let's get you back on track. Let's get you a home. Let's buy a new car next year. Let's get it. 
Yes, yes, yes. And thank you again for being a part of today's episode. I'm pretty sure that everyone took away a lot of takeaways because I know I did. And um, it was super amazing connecting with you. So thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you so much for this opportunity. Yes, yes. And more listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. Our Posh Pass Atlanta retreat is happening August 31st through September 1st. Come out and learn how to get crystal clear on how to scale your business. Lastly, our 90-day dream course is now live. Sign up to receive private intense coaching as well as 24-7 support. You will learn how to ditch the workers' mentality, the key to running your business like a CEO, social media strategies, and lastly, when to scale, how to sell and grow. We thank you again for listening. Until next time, have a high-vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.